Good morning, everybody. My name is John, and I'm one of the pastors here at Cornerstone SF. I get the privilege of overseeing small groups and community, and just so happens today, I get to talk to you guys about community in, uh, in the conclusion of our, our Abide series. And uh, my wife and I, we're, we're new here, we're getting plugged in, and man, we are so excited and to be a part of a church with such a legacy as Cornerstone has here in the city. We are just, man, we're rearing up for this fall and getting ready to go with our small groups and everything. And uh, the community has been so welcoming to us. And so I, I want to extend a thank you to you all for being so welcoming. And uh, so I grew up a little bit about myself. I grew up in a Christian home in a church that really sought to train up youth in, in the ways they should go with the Lord. And Early on, that gave me a, a sense of calling and desire on my heart to be in uh, some type of vocational ministry. And since I was 12, I kept on having uh, leadership roles uh, asked of me in the church. And what that meant was I didn't ever really know what it meant to participate in the community of God. I only knew what it meant to lead or, or influence and develop. And uh, today, I'm going to share my story of the last five years of it and how God taught me what it meant to be just being a part of the community of God. And uh, that's really what John 15 is getting at. And we're going to dig into that today. And so as PT asked me, I'm going to be talking about that and, uh, and try to um, convey my story and, and really articulate what does it mean to embody um, the gifts, passions, and roles God's given us naturally, each of us? And what does that mean for our involvement in his, his church, his body? What does it mean to abide in him as he abides in his Father? This is about the story of how God has taught me community and the value around being involved with it. And this involved pain and struggle, um, but also a desire for me to abide ever more closely with God and the role his community played in bringing me up to this point. So we spent all, all summer, we spent 12 weeks, three months, digging into this one topic of abiding or, or abidance. And today we're going to take, try to take all of what we talked about and, and say this is what it means. It means you practice community. And uh, that's, that's the simple truth of it. John 15, 4 says, Abide in me and I in you. As a branch, you and me can't bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, which is Jesus. Neither can you unless you abide in me. A theologian named Andrew Murray, um, I'm going to read an excerpt from his piece, The True Vine. And he does a great job articulating uh, the necessity of what Jesus is saying here for us. And it fits very contextually uh, for us in our culture today. So I'm going to read this, uh, this excerpt. And the last sentence of it is really what the culmination of John 15, 4 says. And it really articulates the, the, the importance of what it means about being involved with the people around you who are like-minded in Jesus. It is such a wonderful privilege to be called and allowed to abide in the heavenly vine. One might have thought it needless to add these words of warning. But no, Christ knows so well how much a renunciation of self this abide in me implies. 
He knows how strong and universal the tendency would be to seek to bear fruit by our own efforts. He realizes how difficult it would be to get us to believe that actual continuous abiding in him is an absolute necessity. He insists upon the truth. By itself, the branch cannot bear fruit unless it abide. It cannot bear fruit unless you abide in Jesus, in me. He continues, but must this be taken literally? Must I, as exclusively, manifestly, unceasingly, and absolutely as a branch abides in the vine, be equally given up to find my whole life in Christ alone? He says, I must indeed. The unless you abide is as universal as the unless abide. The neither can you allows no exception, no modification. If I am to be a true branch, if you are going to be a true branch, if I am to bear fruit, if I am to be what Christ as vine wants me to be, my whole existence must be as exclusively devoted to abiding in him as a natural branch is abiding in its vine. I learned this lesson over the last five years of what it meant to exclusively be devoted to the body, the vine of Jesus. And what that meant in practicing fellowship with him. So five years in the making and it involved pain. It involved the grind that Pastor Jeff Louie brought us a couple weeks ago. And it meant that I had to, to go to those around me. I couldn't do it by myself. I had to find those around me and ask for them to sustain me. So five years ago, I was uh, in a, a position. And, uh, and unfortunately, when you're in proximity of people in a community, it also means that it there's, there's sometimes associated with pain. Sometimes uh, the people in that community can hurt you. And unfortunately, that is, that's what happened to me. Somebody hurt me very badly. And it, it meant that I was uh, let go from my position. And uh, that's my, the one grind. And then on top of that, uh, my dad had health issues. And so I was asked to move back to Chicago where I'm from, go Cubbies, and, uh, and help, help him with his stress to relieve some of the me medical issues he was having. Uh, the sibling who asked me to move back then cut me off and my whole family, and, uh, and we don't know why. And then I had to find a whole new job, and uh, so there was another grind. And then I was an adult moving back in with my parents after nine years of living on my own, moving around the world, and, and having that adult life. And so you can, you can begin to see the number of grinds that I was facing. Most of us in this, uh, listening to this, have, have your, our own grinds. We have our own battles in life. And what we're going to talk about in, later is there, there's two stages that, that God taught me or through and, uh, and it all oriented itself around his community. People who loved me, supported me, sustained me, uh, challenged me in these ways to sustain me in growing ever closer to the Lord and keeping, keeping Jesus 
that focal point. He was who I was going towards. He was my destination and still is. And how can you then set Jesus as your destination going through those grinds so that you can answer the call that's on your heart and fulfill that will of God? So through my community support and, and, and remaining present with, with God, John 15, 11 came really to the forefront. He says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be full. In the ESV, it says that. And then in the NIV, it says, so that jo your joy may be complete or lacking in nothing. It's, it's whole. And that's only found in this aspect of abiding in Christ, in his body, uh, that vine, his community. I didn't really understand what God was teaching me at the beginning of that five years. And it was about a two-year stretch where I was really wrestling with, with God, with what God was, was doing. I didn't know what he was going to teach me. And so I, I set the scene, I, I shared with you my grinds and everything, and I'm here in, back in Chicago. I didn't have any direct community outside of my immediate family, uh, and that really being only my mom and dad. And so I was, I was lost, I was praying, and I'm like, Lord, I, I really need a, a community of people, your church, to be plugged into. And, uh, and this is when God brought stage one, uh, t t that's when he started it for, for me. And this was when God used community to position my heart, position me for the lessons he was going to teach me. So that's stage one. God used community to position me and my heart for his lessons. This is what he uses community for. This is when I met Dan Reynolds. Let me tell you about how I met Dan. Dan is a huge Englishman. Uh, he looks like a, a rugby player. And the first time I met him was actually uh, through a relationship I have with the Holy Spirit. And so let me share with you a, a little bit about how this went. <laughs> so I was on the phone with Nina, my wife, and we were having a discussion about something. And, and in these moments, the Holy Spirit comes in and he, he impresses on me a place to go, a specific place to go, but he won't tell me who I'm supposed to talk to or what I'm supposed to do. He just says, trust me, go in faith. Um, so I show up at the, this location, I walk in, and lo and behold, the place is empty. <laughs> I walk in, I'm like, all right, Lord, like, did I misunderstand you? Am I in the wrong place? Like, what's going on? And, and I had the impression that I, I was just supposed to stay there. So I, I took a seat and I knew somebody who worked there. So I was talking to him and uh, catching up, hearing what's going on. And, and nobody's in there for like 20 minutes. And so I'm like, all right, Lord, like, I kind of just, I want to go home. I, it's going to be hard to say, well, Nina, like, I went and nobody was there. So I must have misheard the Holy Spirit. And then in walks Dan and his buddy. And his buddy went to the bathroom right away. So Dan sat down. The whole place is empty. And he sits down right smack dab next to me. Okay, that's funny. And uh, so I, I start a conversation with him. He introduces himself. Uh, I find out he's a local pastor. And so I'm like, wow, that's, that's amazing. So he invites me to his church. 
he found out that I'm, I was in school uh, for ministry. And um, he asks me, he like pauses, and he, he looks at me really strange. He's like, can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Ask, ask me anything. What are your thoughts about um, receiving a word from the Lord? I'm open for it. That's why I'm here. Uh, the Holy Spirit asked me to come. Oh, I want to learn more about that. But somebody a couple weeks ago uh, encouraged me that I'm going to meet somebody who used to, in the past, go by the name, the nickname Jay. You haven't by chance ever been called Jay in the past. Well, Dan, by matter of fact, I have. My, my coaches used to call me Jay. Okay, um, well, I was encouraged by, by this, this brother that I was going to meet somebody who used to go by the nickname Jay, and the Lord wants me to just invest time and love and energy uh, of being with you and rekindle and grow your heart for the community of God. And, uh, and so Dan's like... I, can you come over to my house for dinner this next week? Can you spend time with me? I want to hear more of your story. I want to hear your heart. Uh, what kind of makes you tick? What are your gifts, your passions? Um, and so I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it. We set up a dinner date for the next week. And uh, I went over there and, man, I spent about six hours over there <laughs> that first time and just shared a heart with him. And he was praying about the relationship with me and God encouraged him to just have me a part of his body. Come be plugged in. Come be a part of the many. Come be a part of all who call Jesus Lord and who are abiding in him. Can you do that, John? Yeah, I can do that. It means I'm not going to give you any leadership rules, no responsibilities. I think I can do that. And sure enough, over the next two and a half years, Dan spent time with me, investing in me, and, and never allowed me to get involved in, in the sense of leading something until I learned the heart of what it meant to be one of the many in the community of God and the importance of it. And so this is stage one. God was positioning my heart for the lessons and it took two and a half years to get there. Now, two and a half years later, Nina and I are, are getting married. And we were long distance that whole time. That was another grind. And uh, so we get married. I move back out here. I'm looking for jobs. I'm looking for ministry roles. And God's just not opening up any of the doors. And so then I'm like, all right, I get an opportunity to um, partner with a Christian brand to start my own business for, for uh, photography and media production. And so I'm like, all right, that's the only door the Lord opened. I'm going to step through that. And so over the last three years, I've been running um, a business. And by the grace of God, it was successful. And, uh, but I was still seeking to, like working towards the goals of being in leadership in the church again. But I was in a position where I was encouraged to wait until God opened those doors. And the person who gave me that specific word was my best friend, Jeremy, Jeremy Warren. And uh, we were 
wrestling with, all right, when's God going to open this door? And when he's, when he's going to entrust this to me again? And because I'm in community with him, because he knows my heart's desires, he was able to speak directly to that and say, you need to let God open those doors. And so in the patience of it, this is how um, God moved my, my wife and I, Nina and I, into a small group in uh, uh, Castro Valley. And uh, so right after we got married, we moved into San Leandro, the East Bay. We were looking for a church and some friends encouraged us to check out Three Crosses. Within a couple months, we were plugged in. We were trying to get plugged in. We joined a small group. We became members. We checking all the boxes of what it means to be involved. A couple months goes by and then we were asked to help co-lead the small group because we were really invested in them. We were spending time and we were teaching periodically. And then they asked us to step into a more formal role. Now this is the second stage. So the first stage was God was preparing my, or positioning my heart uh, for his lessons. And now God is answering the second stage. God answers my heart's desires as it aligned to his will. God answers the desires of your heart as it aligns with his will. And to align your heart to his will means you're abiding with him. You're, you're one of the many seeking after his truths, the commands, as it says earlier in John 15. So leading up to this point, there's doors that I'm trying to go through, ministry roles and other opportunities, and they kept on closing one after another, one after another. And there was a moment when I was in an interview process for, for a, a role in Chicago. And after six months of interviews, six months, um, the door closed hard. And I remember I was sitting in the parking lot of a cafe when I got the, the word that they were deciding to go another direction in that season of the church. And I called Nina and I was upset. The emotions were high. But then in the, the same conversation, it was about five minutes later, uh, I reorient and I say, all right, Lord, you closed that door. What's next? This obviously wasn't the right one for me. And I remember how flabbergasted Nina was. She's like, how can you just move on so quickly? Was God closed the door. What am I supposed to do? I can't dwell in it. What, how's that going to benefit me? It's not going to open that door by dwelling. I want to find the right door that God has for me. And so I went deeper into community. So we dug into the, the small group and we're co-leading with a couple named uh, Dan and Barbara Brown. And I'm so excited that they get to share community with me and, and Nina in such a capacity. And Hebrews 10 really is what kind of described our small group. And it's, it's really the ethos of, of what we're trying to build into our small group ministry here at Cornerstone. Hebrews says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as COVID has thrown a wrench in, as is the habit of some, but encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Even... With COVID, we are six months into this church. We're getting plugged in and, um, I guess nine months at this point and COVID happens and we're fresh in starting to lead this group with the Browns and everything shuts down everything. 
And instead of saying, okay, we're just gonna close shop, not meet or anything like that, our small group rallied and, and we allowed the Holy Spirit to use COVID to actually bring us closer together as a community because we voiced each other's needs and then we sought to, to meet those needs as a community. And then we met virtually, thank you, Zoom, and, and we continued to stir each other up, to provoke each other into deeper thought with the Lord. And it was an amazing time that, that we actually grew closer together as one heart, united in the will of God, and, and we saw fruit being just harvested in plenty together. And it was in this involvement with this group that, that got, unbeknownst to me, God was training me and my wife to be involved with the, the small group and community uh, ministry here. I had no idea three years ago, this was where God was bringing me. But because I was present-minded and, and, and steadfast in, in knowing who God is, here I am. I'm so excited to be here. This is, it's amazing how God can work through the community in allowing people to, to, to stir us up and provoke us into deeper thought and, and, and uh, patience with the Lord. During this time, I was also finishing up my grad school. And I was uh, working on my thesis project, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was brainstorming some stuff with my advisor. And I said, you know, I really would love to do um, something more of a discipleship focus for, for my thesis. And really try to build people up to understand what they believe and why they believe it. So that they can, instead of saying the I feel statements and, and I think statements, Instead, say, well, Scripture says, God says this. So therefore, I align my life to these things. And as I was wrestling with my professor with this, I shared those thoughts with Matt and Barbara. And they said, why, why not do it with us? Why not write that and lead us through it for your practicum? You guys wouldn't mind me doing that? No, not at all. Like, let's do it. And so... I got to work. It was a 13-week course, and uh, and I took them through the. It was called the application of redemption. So, how are we applying our salvation to our lives? What does our relationship with Jesus mean for how we orient our lives? And this is really what John 15 and the topic of abiding with God means. How are you going to remain in Christ in your new identity in Him? What was so cool that being able to be in this, this volunteer role in, in the small group ministry there, I got to share life with people and provoke deeper thoughts, stir those feelings and in, 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 in deeper understanding of who God is in each of them. But the amazing thing about community, it's, a, it's never one way because they were investing in doing the same things in me. And that's one of the most beautiful aspects about God's community is that it's, it's never a one-way direction. It's always reciprocal. Our relationship with God is a vertical thing, but when we meet God and, and we're investing our lives in Him, it moves us horizontally with those around us to live in proximity of those around us. And it's an amazing thing to then partner with that and, and be involved with it. 
And so I got, to, I got to see our community going deeper and deeper with the Lord, which encouraged me to go deeper and deeper with the Lord. So in closing, you know, uh, one of my favorite things is I, I call God sightings. I hear a similar practice uh, in Cornerstone called uh, re, uh, praise reports. And so God sightings, are, it's this act of, of sharing um, a time when you saw God at work and in orchestrate something and call attention to it so you can worship him as a community. So one of my God sightings is actually John 15 and and the whole topic that we've talked about the last three months. Ever since I was in junior high, this passage and this topic have been a a theme in, in, in my whole life. And it's such a funny thing that as soon as I am invited into Cornerstone. As soon as God opens that door and I'm faithful and following through and going into it and seeing how he's prepared me for it. And then it being a topic of abiding in him. And then I get the privilege that the honor, the, the blessing of being able to, to share with you guys that the closing aspect of this topic, abiding in God, abiding in Christ and it all being in community. Man, that's, that's just, that is one of the, the best gifts I can have in life. And, and I'm, I want to convey that to you guys. I want to invite you guys into community. I want to pull you guys deeper into uh, your relationship with God. And that's only done in community. So I want to spur you guys on into a community like, like we have in so many groups here, like Nina and I had in the East Bay. I want to encourage you, like Dan encouraged me, to step deeper into the bold truths of Christ, to, to, to put yourself before the Lord and hold yourself loosely and say, all right, Lord, I'm going to follow you. Uh, give me the community and the, the, the support that, that I, I need and I know you're going to give me. Then start walking faithfully. And, and just it takes one step at a time. And for us, it just starts by reaching out and asking. Send me an email, connect with me, john at cornerstonesf.org. Shoot me an email about communities. Shoot me an email about ways to volunteer. I'd love to help you get plugged in. And on August 28th, we actually have a huge event called Plug In, ironically. And it's all about helping you guys do that very thing. And so we have various ministry needs that will use your unique gifts, passions, your talents, and uh, and, and, and comfort zones to start supporting the body of Christ and being involved in building those relationships that, that God really wants for you. And it's such a, and a, a unique thing. So August 28th, plug in following our in-person service at Reardon. We're going to have food trucks. We're going to have bouncy houses. Uh, we're going to have a photo booth. And we're also going to have this push for getting involved, getting plugged into the community. And uh, another push that we're going to have here is our small groups. We, we want you to be plugged in. And uh, we do have online groups as well. And so those who can't come in person, please get involved online. It is still a source of community. It's a great resource of community. COVID taught us that. And uh, I want to help you get plugged in such a way. Another thing is uh, we would love to ask for, for leaders for these groups, the online and in-person uh, small groups. We need leaders for it all. And so I'd love to invite you guys 
into those forms of ministry. So I want to I want to give you a parting question today to ponder. How will you practice your abidance with Christ as you live out the moments of your days? How will you practice remaining in Jesus, remaining in Christ or Savior as you live out the every single moment of your day. Who are you living it for? Who's spurring you on to do so? And that's the question. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we get to call you Abba, our Father, our Lord. And we get to call Jesus our friend, our brother, and our Savior. May you teach us ever so more sweetly and tenderly what it means to be plugged into your community, to go deeper into what it means to know you in the proximity of others. May we hear your voice, your nudge, and your direction. May we walk faithfully in those ways. Lord, we love you and we give you the praise. Your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope you have a great Sunday. Come together, strangers, neighbors, our blood is one. Children of generations, of every nation, of kingdom come. But don't let your heart be troubled. Hold your head up high, don't fear no evil. Fix your eyes on this one truth. God is madly in love with you. Take courage, hold on, be strong. Remember where our help comes from.
clean hands, pure hearts, good grace, good God. His name is Jesus. Swing wide, all you heavens. Let the praise go up as the walls come down. All creation, everything with breath, we beat the sound. All his children, clean hands, pure hearts, good grace, good God. His name is Jesus. Swing wide, all you heavens. Let the praise go up as the walls come down. All creation, everything with breath, repeat the sound. All the children, clean hands, pure hearts, good grace, good God. His name is Jesus. The idea of being connected and being part of a church community, part of the family of Jesus, in the larger sense, yes. And if you've never welcomed Jesus into your life and you want to do that, you just let us know. We'll help you do that. We'll help you pray. If you just, in fact, sometimes you can just start by saying, Lord, I just want to open my life to you. I want to receive you as my Savior. I want you to be my, my friend and King, the Lord of my life. I invite you to help me change and get better. And uh, something, it's just as simple as that. Lord, I, I need you. I'm, I'm broken, I'm a sinner, and I need your grace. Those honest prayers, that honest declaration, the Lord will come and he'll meet you exactly where you need to be met. And then you just let us know, we wanna help you. If you haven't ever been baptized, we wanna help you take that next step and make a public confession of your love for Christ. We wanna help you get connected in the community, be a part of something, a family, a faith, a faith journey that we are all trying to make together. That's something I want all of us to remember is, is the why. We want to make a difference for Jesus in our broken world. With that in mind, I just pray a blessing over all of you. May his love be yours. May he keep you in every way. In your spirit, in your soul, in your mind, and in, and in your body. Some of you really need a healing touch. I pray that even now, Jesus, right now, I pray for healing. I pray for hope. And I pray for life in your name. Amen.